TII item 412, November 12, 2016, iOS 10.1.1 and iOS 10.2 beta 2. Welcome to Today in iPhone. Yeah, I like it a lot. Today in iPhone. Hey, Golly! Oh, yeah! My beautiful iPhone, which I never have out of my hand and that I do everything with and has become an extension of whom I am. Today's episode is sponsored by Texture. Go right now to texture.com slash TII to get your free trial. This episode is sponsored by Bowl and Branch. Go right now to bowlandbranch.com and use promo code TII to get $50 off the nicest sheets and cotton products you've ever owned. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Rob, and this is the Today in iOS podcast. First of all, I want to thank Bruce for sending in the music you hear in the background. Bruce wrote, Hi, Rob. Here's a song I made back in 2014 using an iPad Air and the GarageBand app. It's called Funky 4. Regards, Bruce. Well, thanks, Bruce, for the music. And folks, I'll put the full song at the end of the episode. I also want to thank Colin for sending in the artwork for today's show. Colin wrote the following. Hi, Rob. Here's a painting created first using ink pad on my iPad and then was processed using brushstroke to create the painted look. Regards, Colin from Sydney, Australia. Thanks, Colin, for sending in this artwork. And folks, you can see Colin's artwork in the free tab via the bonus button for episode 412 or at Instagram.com slash todayinios and also as a standalone post in the VIP section and at Facebook.com slash todayinios. If you have some artwork and or music you have created on your iOS device that you would like to share with the audience, please email to me at todayinios at gmail.com. And please make sure to include which app or apps you use to create said artwork and or music. And again, I'm running out of music, so please, 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 please send in your music. In this segment of How Wrong Were They, we have the following quote. Quote, Phones and tablets are inevitably following computers into commoditization. Apple may still charge a premium for its products, but it will ultimately have to settle for a relatively small market share as a result, just as it has in computers. There is also a limit to that premium, with the likes of Google and Amazon setting the pace. The respective days of $700 smartphones are numbered. Unquote. Peter Nowak, McLean's.ca, 28th January 2013. Well, almost four years later, the Pixel phone from Google costs, yep, $700. Oh, and when it comes to market share, people keep forgetting the most important one. That's share of profits, which Apple pretty much last quarter had all of just saying, and I love, 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 and by love, I mean hate, the comparison to what happened with computers to what's happening in smartphones. Look at the shape of all those computer makers from the 90s and the early 2000s with large market shares for units. Look where they are today. Look how what shape they're in. Shipping large quantity of units for a loss is not a long-term business plan. For promo codes on episode 411, we offered up a chance to win promo codes for the app Retsnam. If you're interested in winning a promo code for this app or want more info, go back and listen to the beginning of episode 411. Retsnam is monster spelled backwards, which is a neat idea, except Autocorrect wants to keep changing it to Restroom. Just an interesting factoid. This week, we have promo codes for the app Dumber League. Two words. Here is the description slash storyline of this game. Quote, Here comes a totally new soccer game you have never played. Funny and uproarious matches of people who know nothing about soccer. Two lazy guys who don't know the rules of soccer challenge to a soccer match of their town 
There are no difficult rules. The only thing that's important is to kick the ball around and put it in the opponent's goal. Watch with their sweat, tears, and slapstick moments, unquote. Well, thanks to the devs for their description of their app, Dumber League, and for sending in the promo codes to give away. Folks, if you would like a chance for a promo code for this app, send an email to todayinios at gmail.com and put Dumber in the subject line. A quick reminder, if you are an app dev or an iBook author, email me if you want your app or iBook featured in the promo giveaway segment or free. We just need the five promo codes to give away or more. And simply email me at todayinios at gmail.com and please include a 60-second or less audio review of your app or iBook indicating you are the dev or the author. Also, when you send in the promo codes, please make sure to let me know when they expire. Hi, Rob. This is Keith from St. Louis in New Orleans. I know you have a big heart for accessibility users and just wanted to make sure everybody noticed in the Hello Again Mac event that Tim announced uh, a new accessibility website that promotes accessibility features. I compliment Apple for caring for all of its users. So kudos on you and your podcast and thanks to you and your family for your efforts and sacrifice. Oh, and uh, remember the words of the great Obi-Wan. In my experience, there is no such thing as luck. Have a good one. Keith, thanks for the voicemail and for kicking us off on the Apple event, the October 27th Apple event. And the site that Apple announced at the beginning of the keynote is apple.com slash accessibility. The first three and a half minutes of the keynote were all about accessibility and very nice to see it get top billing. The next six and a half minutes were mostly rah-rah marketing speak around the iPhone and iOS. A little past the 10 minute mark, they got into news, Apple TV first up, and there are now over 8,000 apps available for Apple TV. And most importantly in the news, Minecraft will be coming before the end of the year. So my two sons, very excited about that. 1,600 of the 8,000 apps are for TV shows and other video content aggregation and playback. I will go over all the Apple TV items in more detail in a couple minutes. But to round out the Apple event, Apple introduced the new MacBook Pros. And I mention this because what Apple did was take a pickup truck and turn it into an El Camino. The USB 3 ports, gone. Thunderbolt ports, gone. SD card slot, gone. HDMI port, Gone. MagSafe power connector. Gone. What you are left with are a few USB-C ports and a headphone jack. Seems Apple is still including the headphone jacks on MacBooks. I mentioned the MacBook Pro update here because one thing missing is the USB 3 port. That means you know that sync charge cord that you get from Apple for your iOS device? Yeah, now you need a dongle adapter to connect and sync and charge from your MacBook Pro. Uh, really, Apple? Really? Huh? Well, good news is, I will not have to spend any money for a new MacBook Pro for, well, a long time. Because the 2015 MacBook Pro that I have is the last pickup truck Apple made. And for podcasters, at least, or anyone that speaks publicly, or photographers, you know, pros, yeah, um, the MacBook Pro 2015, that's the way to go. I sent an email to Tim Cook saying basically all that, and as of the recording of this episode, no response yet over a couple weeks, well, a week and a half later. All right, let's get back to the Apple event on October 27th, as it really it's more directly to iOS, and that is mostly around Apple TV, and not that there was a new one, just a new Apple app for it. Here are the key points from Apple's press release on this. 
Quote, October 27th, 2016, Apple today introduced the new TV app, offering a unified experience for discovering and accessing TV shows and movies from multiple apps on Apple TV, iPhone, and iPad. The TV app provides one place to access TV shows and movies, as well as a place to discover new content to watch. Apple also introduced a new Siri feature for Apple TV that lets viewers tune in directly to live news and sporting events across their apps. Watching TV shows and movies across Apple devices has never been easier. Unquote. Again, downside is this does not include Netflix or Amazon Prime. Hmm. In the press release, Eddie Q said the following, quote, Using apps on Apple TV, iPhone, and iPad has become the primary way for so many of us to watch television. The TV app shows us uh, you what to watch next and easily discover TV shows and movies from many apps in a single place, unquote. Here is a more detailed description from Apple on the updated features for Apple TV. And I'm putting the troll music in the background just so you know it's all from Apple. Oh, and when we get to the availability, it is US only for now on most of it. Sorry. Quote, key features within TV app include Watch Now. Watch Now is where viewers will see their collection of available shows and movies from iTunes and apps. From Watch Now, viewers can then go to Up Next or Recommended to choose what to watch. Up Next, users can enjoy the shows and movies they are currently watching, including recent iTunes rentals and purchases, all presented in the order they are most likely to watch first. For example, when viewers finish an episode, the next one will automatically appear at the start of the Up Next queue, as will the new episodes as they become available. At any time, users can simply ask Siri to continue watching a show and immediately pick up where they left off. Recommended, viewers can explore a great selection of curated and trending shows and movies including collections handpicked by Apple's curators and dedicated categories and genres such as kids, sci-fi, and comedy. Library. Viewers can access the entire collection of iTunes movies and TV shows that they have rented or purchased on iTunes. Store. If users are looking for something new, they can check out the store to discover great new content across video services that they have not yet downloaded or are not yet subscribed to, along with the latest releases on iTunes. TV app will be available for Apple TV, iPhone, and iPad, and always stays in sync so that when users begin watching on one device, they can easily continue where they left off on their Apple devices. Live tune-in with Siri. Siri continues to gain powerful and new capabilities, including making it really easy to tune right to live news and sporting events on Apple TV. Siri is now aware of live sporting events across apps, so users can simply say things like, watch the Dayton Flyers game, or which games are on right now. Siri knows additional details of games which can provide live scores and can take viewers directly to live stream within the apps that carrying it. Viewers can also tune directly to live video by just saying the name of the app. For example, watch CBS News without having to navigate to the live stream from within the app. Single sign-on for pay TV apps. In addition to the new TV app, customers in the U.S. will have a simplified way of enjoying their pay TV video apps by using single sign-on. Starting in December, subscribers to DirecTV, Dish Network, and more will just sign in once on Apple TV, iPhone, and iPad to enjoy immediate access to apps that are part of their pay TV subscription. 
Since its introduction just a year ago, the latest Apple TV has revolutionized the experience in the living room with 8,000 apps, including 2,000 games and 1,600 video apps across categories such as sports, news, fitness, education, kids, lifestyle, and more. Availability. The TV app and single sign-on will be available in December as a free software update for Apple TV, fourth gen only, plus the iPhone and iPad customers in the U.S. Live tune-in with Siri is available today. Some features may not be available in all regions or all languages, unquote. And again, per availability seems to be December and U.S. only for most features. Hey, Rob, it's Jeff from Connecticut. Just giving you a call. Uh, looks like in reference to the Apple AirPods, they announced today they're not going to be able to make it for the end of October or late October. Looks like they'll be pushed off it to November for whatever reason, says they're not quite ready. Don't know if that's inventory, if they're having some difficulties with the uh, AirPods, but it's interesting to read that. Also interesting today that came out is Microsoft's new Surface that uh, looks like maybe what the uh, new iMac should be looking like. That, However, they won't be launched till next year. Kind of unfortunate. Beautiful machine they came out with. Don't know anything about it other than it's got some great specs. And it looks very much like what uh, you would expect the new iMacs to look at, like, however uh, Surface Beat is to it. Interesting. Uh, Want to get your uh, opinion on that. And, again, always thanks very much for the show. Bye-bye. Jeff, thanks for the voicemail message. Per the latter part, really no comments there on the surface. Don't know enough to comment on that. Per the former part, on the last episode I said, quote, For the iOS side of things, expect the new AirPods to be officially launched, either available in the store on the 27th or for order on the 27th. But I would expect some amount of available ability in the stores on the 27th or 28th, unquote. Uh, not so much. Seems the AirPods, as you mentioned, were not ready for primetime, and Apple, rather than push them out with issues, did the right thing, but the embarrassing thing of delaying the launch. Apple said in a statement, quote, The early response to the AirPods has been incredible. We don't believe in shipping product before it's ready, and we need a little more time before the AirPods are ready for customers, unquote. First, okay, better to get it right than right now. I believe the same thing when releasing new episodes, hence this one's a little bit late. It is the right way to do things, even if it means you get some grief for not releasing when others wanted you to. But two, how do they know the response has been incredible? It's not like they opened up pre-orders. Just saying. At this time, it seems to be lots of guesses going around on when they will actually launch. Some indications are not until after the holidays, sometime in Q1 2017. Maybe they are ready. But the current quarter is going so well, Apple wanted to hold them off until next quarter to help bump up that quarter's revenue. Would be something a paranoid person looking for conspiracies around every corner would say. Good thing I am not one of those people. From the Google Plus community, Barbara E. said the following, quote, People are upset if it takes too long to release something. Then if Apple releases the item too soon, they take guff because it isn't working perfectly. Can't make all the people happy all of the time. Unquote. Oh, so true. Per when we will be able to get them, the latest rumor is that the rumor of it being Q1 2017 is wrong and that Apple will actually put them on sale in November and that the Apple Store employees are already being trained on the units. Some say they may go on sale as early as November 18th. We shall see. 
In any case, it looks like Apple is taking the approach of better to get it right than right now, as I mentioned earlier, and I'm okay with that. Hopefully more on this shortly. Okay, so the Apple AirPods are delayed, and you have the iPhone 7 or 7 Plus, and you want to know what to get for headphones. Well, as I mentioned, I've been testing out the Rome Bluetooth headphones, and I really, really like them. When I was traveling last week, I really came to appreciate them even more. They are a lanyard design, which again is something I really like. This means no chance at all for a urinal drop or a drop of any sort. The audio quality is really good, and you can even optimize the audio settings of the unit to your preferences. The person that designed this is the engineer that was the original designer for the Beats. It comes with lots of earpieces, so you can find ones that work best for your ears. The battery life is very good. On Friday and Saturday at DC PodFest, I left a hotel room around 8 in the morning and used them all day with batteries finally needing to be charged around 8 or 9 at night. As I mentioned, they are a lanyard design, which is the main unit that is on the lanyard loop, and this will be in the front, which you can then just tuck under your shirt if you don't want people seeing it. And with a sports coat, the headphones would then be under your coat under each arm, so when not using them, they were pretty much completely out of sight. But if you needed them to answer a call, then you just pulled one out and answered the call. I want to thank Rome again for sending these to me to review. You can find out more about these by going to Rome, R-O-A-M, with, W-I-T-H dot com, RomeWith.com. Thanks again to Texture for supporting the show. As I said before, Texture is essentially the Netflix of magazines. You get access to well over 150 of the top magazines. We're talking binge reading. Very sweet. I have been enjoying my subscription to Texture as it gets me access to my favorite magazines, Macworld, Wired, Popular Science, and Fortune. Plus, I also get access to PC World, PC Magazine, two I would not normally ever think of paying for, but occasionally I have an article that is beneficial for this show or just interesting overall. That is the beauty of Texture. You get access to over 150 top magazines covering every niche with your subscription. And now that college basketball season is finally here, go Flyers, there is a bunch of sporting magazines that I am reading, ESPN, Sports Illustrated, to name two, and I have 16 magazines in my favorite library now. And the beauty is you don't just get the latest issues, you get past issues. And there is Nat Geo, and I'm a history buff and love history podcasts. And last month, Nat Geo goes over to the Persian Empire. So again, if you've listened to Hardcore History and the King of Kings series, well, Nat Geo will give you a wrap-up that has great pictures to go along with it. And as a TIA listener, you get a free trial to try out the service and the app for yourself. Go to texture.com slash TII to get a free 14-day trial and start your binge reading today. The magazines look great on your iPhone and iPad, and that means you have access to all the magazines anytime, anywhere. And here is what I really like. You can search for a topic across all the magazines. Search for podcast and sort by the newest, and I can keep up to date for my day job. Sign up for Texture right now and gain insider access to all the content from the world's best publications, and no trees were killed to bring you these great publications. It's all just bits, man. Once again, go to texture.com slash TII to get your free 14-day trial and let me know what your favorite magazines are. All right, back to some iOS news. And Apple rolled out iOS 10.1.1 since the last episode. And as with any double dot update, it is about fixing bugs. The key bug it seems to fix is with regards to a problem with a health data 
would not be viewable for some users. Again, 10.1.1 is a minor bug fix update, which actually got an update to the update. Seems 10.1.1 was released at the end of October, then got replaced by a new version of 10.1.1 on November 9th, which had a new build number, which is, well, very odd. In any case, if you are running iOS 10.x and have not upgraded to 10.1.1, you should. Into the email bag. Hi Rob, last week I wrote that I had installed iOS 10.1 on my iPad Mini 1 in an attempt to solve the inter intermittent small text that I experienced in incoming emails. iOS 10.1 did not eliminate this bug. So last night I downloaded and installed iOS 10.1.1, which was in another attempt to solve this bug, plus a lots of others. Well, as expected, iOS 10.1.1 did not solve my problem either. I close out my email app and reopen it, and the text is normal size for a few hours, but eventually it gets reset to very tiny text font, and I have to repeat that procedure. Same as it was on iOS 10.0 and iOS 10.1. I never had this problem in iOS 9.x.x. Regards, Michael D. Michael, sorry to still hear of your ongoing issues. Hopefully 10.2 will fix your problem. Speaking of which, Apple also released iOS 10.2 betas 1 and 2 since the last episode. With iOS 10.2 betas, this is what is new or changed. First is a new SOS feature. Under Settings General, you will see Emergency SOS. One option that is on by default is that when you rapidly click the sleep-wake button five times, it will automatically call emergency services. If you never plan to use that, you might want to turn it off. Especially you have an iPhone with a flaky sleep-wake button, or you have a young child. There is an option for the audible countdown sound as it gets ready to call emergency services. You probably want to keep that one turned on either way. Also new with 10.2 are three shiny new wallpapers, none of which are nearly as cute as my French bulldog puppy, so I'll not be using any of them. There is now a new videos widget, similar to the Netflix widget. Not that Apple copied that at all. The new videos widget shows you the video you are watching and with a tap you can jump right back into that app without opening up the app. There is now an option under settings, photos, and camera called preserve settings. Going there, there will be three options all turned off by default. One is camera mode. Turning this on preserves the last mode such as video or square or portrait rather than automatically resetting to photo. So if you are always changing the camera to a different mode, turning this one on will keep you where you were previously. Two, photo filter. If turned on, yep, you guessed it, returns you to the last filter settings used, rather than the default of no filters. And three, live photo, which, yep, goes back to the last setting used. Which, if you don't like live photos, then you want to turn that option on, as it will keep returning you to it turned off rather than the default of live photos on. Not a big fan of the live photos on all the time. Star rating in Apple Music was also brought back to iOS 10.2 beta. That's been gone since we got to 10.0. So not a new feature, just one that went away and is now back. With the beta 2, there is now the TV app that Apple mentioned at the October 27th event that we talked about earlier. It does seem not everyone running iOS 10.2 beta 2 is seeing the TV app as well. I, for one, am not seeing it either. 
For those seeing it, the app allows users to browse through all TV shows, movies, and videos hosted online through various platforms not named Netflix or Amazon Prime. There is now a new headphone icon next to the battery level. This previously was only shown with the Beats Solo 3, but now it shows it for any Bluetooth headphones. There are some new emojis with iOS 10.2 beta, one of which is a clown because emojis were not scary enough before. There is a new celebration message screen effect. There is now a press and hold to speak menu under the home button accessibility settings where you can either choose Siri or voice control or nothing for when you press and hold the home button. As you would expect, that means it will either be Siri or the classic voice control or nothing. So some nice new features coming with iOS 10.2 once it gets out of beta. One issue out there being reported by a small number of iPhone 7 and 7 Plus users is a strange watercoloring of photos. It is where pictures are being muted and blurred and lack sharpness versus what they saw on their previous devices, almost like it was watercolored. There is an iTunes support forum post on this with many complaints and a few potential solutions. And it does not look to be a hardware issue, as some of the users suffering from the problem reported that using third-party camera apps had the issue go away. Apple's response is, if you have the issue, make a Genius Bar appointment or contact AppleCare. Brilliant! Again, this seems to only be affecting a very small number of users at this point. It doesn't appear to be a hardware issue. It does appear to be a software issue. Not sure why it's only for some people, not others. Some sort of conflict, maybe a setting, who knows. But if you're having the problem, do what Apple says. Make a Genius Bar appointment or contact AppleCare. Hello, Rob. It's Daniel from Beach. No, it's not. It's John from Vancouver. So I figured I would save you some time and give you some content for the show because you're away and traveling for a bit. So rather than writing into the Google Plus community, I figured I would call and give you some video content. So uh, I had written in about uh, restoring the phone and um, the low power settings, but an update on the crashing with iOS 10. I did a full reinstall to try and cure the app crashing and reboots once I upgraded to iOS 10. Even after a full wipe and setting up on my iPhone 6S Plus as new on iOS 10 and doing all the low power settings and then upgrading to 10 iOS 10.1 and 10.1.1 and then turning off some apps that were running in the background, constantly monitoring my movement like Argus. I still have the occasional app crashes and just the springboard reboot you know, where the foreground app crashes, if something's playing in the background, like audio from the TII app, it still keeps on playing, but the screen goes black and runs a spinner briefly, and then returns to the home screen. I dropped into the Apple Store, the Genius Bar, to ask them to run a diagnostic so they could tell me what the misbehaving app is that's maybe causing the crashes. And because I had so recently wiped the phone, unfortunately all they could see was a few instances where Google Photos crashed running in the background. They offered me a replacement iPhone 6S Plus at no charge on the spot, and this was related to, and because they said this was related to their iOS 10 update and nothing to do with anything I had done. So I said, yes, hey, um, battery cycle, why not? I ran an iCloud backup on the spot in the store, and then I restored onto the new phone, and unfortunately, the occasional springboard reset still happens, even on the new phone, new hardware. Store from uh, from the, the new clean uh, backup. 
it's likely some misbehaving app that will get fixed by the developer in a future app update or a future iOS 10 update. So I'm going to keep on collecting crash data, and I will go into the Apple Store in a week or so to get the diagnostics checked again. But in the meantime, it's a reminder to anyone who is listening to go into your settings and make sure the setting for application and crash data send to Apple is turned on, as well as send developers info, because if you've got something crashing away, the only way they're going to know about it is if they get a crash report that they can do something with. Once again, love the show. Thanks for all you do. Happy 19th anniversary, Rob, and have a nice day. John, thanks for the feedback. Into the email bag we go. Dear Rob, here are two sets of photos taken in portrait or depth effect mode on my iPhone 7 Plus. The photos show why it is important to use the settings, photos, and camera button to keep normal photo for portrait mode. Sometimes the computer depth effect will have an unfortunate effect and you'll want to use the normal version. In the first set of photos taken while USC was whooping my alma mater cow, the guy behind the subject loses his teeth and a bit of his nose. In the second set, the edge of my eyeglasses on the subject disappear in a blur. Slight problems to be sure, unless the photo is viewed on my 27-inch Mac or Apple TV by having the saved normal shot, the photographer has a choice. One other note is that I've been using Obscura, O-B-S-C-U-R-A, to easily shoot and save photos in RAW. This app hasn't updated to the 7 Plus 2 cameras and doesn't have a portrait mode, but all cameras from the 6S forward may use the app and get fantastic photos in RAW, which photos processes automatically. I am hoping an update will be coming soon. The problem is the dev ordered a Jet Black Plus, which he hadn't received due to the supply issues when we last corresponded. The big advantage is each shot looks better and has more information, which makes it more flexible. Should you also want to obscure uh, change exposure, bring down highlights or bring up shadows. Every shot is automatically saved to your camera roll. Also, Obscura lets you change ISO and shutter speeds to have more photographer-friendly control of your image. In contrast, Lightroom Mobile is perhaps a better app in many respects, but you need to have a subscription to Lightroom to be able to move to full raw files to your desktop. That runs $29.99 per month, and it takes many steps to save it into raw. That's about it for now. Keep doing what you're doing. I learned so much from your show. Best, Jeff in Burbank. Well, thank you, Jeff, for the heads up on Obscura. I'll have a link to that in the show notes. Back to the email bag. Hi, Rob. Please share some tips to use unsecured public Wi-Fi safely. Is it even a good idea to use them, even though they are free at places like malls and restaurants? Regards, Karthik. Hi, Karthik. You should never do anything secure on a public Wi-Fi. But if you are going to use free public Wi-Fi, you may and should look into using a VPN offering that will offer end-to-end security. Look at Opera VPN, which is a free offering, but even then, I would not recommend doing anything that you have any issues with, any banking transitions, any of that stuff, on any free Wi-Fi offering out there, period. Hello, Rob. This is Justin from Pennsylvania. I'm calling looking for a smart battery case. Um, I mean, uh, a battery case that works with headphones. The only one out there that I've found is uh, is the one from Apple. I just let you know, uh, 
it actually has great grip to it because I know that was one of your issues that you had with it. And the um, the bump in the back actually makes it a lot easier to hold. I've had mopies in the past, and I've always found them very difficult to keep. Um, I always find them too big. They just bulk up the phone. The plus side to the Apple way is it really, like, fits in your hand really good and doesn't add a lot of bulk. And then it protects the front of the screen great. I can honestly tell you it's worth the money. It is a great battery case. I know it's not the most attractive, but, hey, when you're buying a battery case, are you really going for the looks of it? You're going for the batteries. It's going to double your battery life, and uh, I know you can't control the battery power on it, but it'll work with your headphones, and uh, it'll give you twice the battery. And and I've used one. I didn't use it. I don't have it for my current phone, but for I had it for the, um, the 6, and the, it was great. I mean, I love that case, and um, I'm on the I'm on a 6S Plus now, so... Apple doesn't make a battery case for the 6S Plus, which I kind of wish it did. But anyway, just uh, so you know, I think that's your uh, that's your option right now. And um, I honestly, I can tell you, I've used it, and I love that case. And I, I've heard some other people call in the in the past also saying they love it. So, hey, give it a try, man. Um, or wait, I hope um, you know you can always just go with a. Uh, a battery, pa- you know, a battery juice bank or whatever, you know, they'll work no matter no matter what phone you have. Thanks a lot, Rob, and uh, I love the show. Thanks, bye. Justin, thanks for the feedback. We are now over 3,500 members in our Google Plus community and growing. Thanks to everyone that has joined, and thanks for the great posts. One new post in the Google Plus community that went up since the last episode that had lots of comments came from Paul Keith Kelly, who posted the following, quote, Hi, guys. I like to know what is the best paid or free apps to keep scans of loyalty cards so that I don't have to carry them in my wallet. I am thinking of some kind of picture or data barcode so I could use insurance cards also. I saw many wallet apps in the App Store, but all of them have too few reviews to allow me to make a judgment on which to try. Is there a popular app that does this kind of thing? Thanks for all your help. Unquote. Igor replied, quote, I have been using Stocard, S-T-O-C-A-R-D, one word, for about a year, and I liked it. Stocard rewards card wallet by Stocard, unquote. Uh, Tosin O also had a vote for Stocard. Patrick McCann replied back to say, quote, I use Keyring for all my rewards cards. It actually has a robust list of stores, so you are sure to find the one the card applies to. If not, you can still add it, and the cards show up as a barcode, that is easy for the cashier to scan. I don't know about your insurance cards, though. I did take pictures of those and keep them in an app called Must Bin. I use that to keep all of my passwords. I was able to share the pictures of the insurance cards with my family because they use it as well. Unquote. Mike Pinar, Jack Reeder, Rick C., and Kenneth Berger all also use Keyring. So that one got a lot of votes. Andrew Millar replied back to say, quote, I use Cardstar, one word, for companies that provide cards with barcodes or numbers on them. I first heard about this on the Today in iOS podcast quite a few years back and have been using it since then, unquote. So it sounds like Keyring, Stocard, and Cardstar are some apps to look at for help with loyalty cards. Links in the show notes for all of those. Since the last episode, there were also dozens and dozens and dozens of other new posts and comments in the TI Google Plus community, which is an Android fanboy's free zone and spammer-free zone. Yep, it is the most civil Google Plus community covering iOS. Folks, go to todayinios.com community to join in. 
And thanks to all 3,500 plus of you already in the community and contributing. If you've listened to this show, you know in the past I've talked about how Apple was getting 70 plus percent of all the smartphone industry profits. Then it was 80 plus percent, and then it was 90 plus percent. Well, last quarter, it was not 70 or 80 or 90 some odd percent profits, and it was not 100% of profits either. Nope. It was 104% of smartphone industry profits. According to BMO Capital Market Analyst Tim Long, he estimates that Apple accounted for 103.6% of smartphone industry profits for the third quarter of 2016. Its share is over 100% because, well, others are losing money. To say Apple was ahead of all others in profit share is, to put it mildly, number two in profits was Sammy, Samsung, as we would expect, and they came in with 0.9% of profits. Yes, number one, Apple, 103.6. Samsung, number two, 0.9%. Ouch, ouch, ouch. Sammy did have 21.7% of unit share versus Apple's 13.2% and Huawei's 9.7% of unit share. But what good are unit share if you're not making any money? Last I checked, this was not supposed to be a charity venture. Anyway, Apple has a business model, and the others, yeah, not so much. And just think what Sammy's profit share will look like this quarter, given the whole Note 7. And, you know, that didn't really even blow up until, pun intended there, until the end of last quarter. So this quarter should really go down in flames. Thanks to Dr. John for this next one, which is Apple is once again selling refurbished iPhones been a while. So if you are okay with the thought of someone else having held that phone up to their face or coughed and sneezed all over it or had in their back pocket or in their bra and none of that bothers you when you put it up to your face, well then great news, you can get a slightly reduced priced refurbished iPhone from the Apple Store. The good news is they do come with a new battery, one year warranty and quote new outer shell unquote. But shell is not glass. But hey, if you're not a germaphobe then this might be something for you. This is now, just for past iPhone generation iPhones, not the iPhone 7 or 7 Plus. It looks like it's just the 6S and 6S Plus. And the next time you see an iPhone 7 or 7 Plus in someone's back pocket, or see them sticking it in their bra, just think, someday, that could be your refurbished iPhone. That is, if this whole refurbished thing is okay by you. Winter is coming, and so are the holidays. And you know what makes a great gift? Warm flannel sheets from Bowling Branch. The sheets from Bowling Branch are made from 100% organic cotton, not because organic cotton is a buzzword, but because organic cotton is incredibly soft, and the sheets get softer each time you wash them. We've had ours for over a year now, and they are incredibly and really, really soft. You can get the nicest sheets you've ever owned for about half the price that stores and boutiques would be charging for sheets of far lower quality. I really could not believe how excited my wife was to get these new sheets, and the box they came in, and the individual pouches for the sheets and pillowcases, well, the presentation was incredible. Get $50 off your first set of sheets at bowlandbranch.com by using promo code TII. Again, that's bowlandbranch.com, promo code TII. These sheets are only sold online at bowlandbranch.com. You can't buy them in any stores. That is how they keep the pricing low and free of markups. But here's the best part. Don't take my word for it. Try them out for yourself, 30 days, risk-free, Bowling Branch is so sure you're going to fall in love with their sheets that they give you 30 nights. Try them out. If you don't love them for any reason, they'll take them back and refund you without any hassle at all. They also have towels, and the ones I purchased for my wife are by far the best towels in the house. Plus, they have other cotton products. But don't wait until it's too late. Go now and get some of your holiday shopping done with Bowling Branch. Your significant other will be very appreciative. 
Get $50 off your first set of sheets at bowlandbranch.com and use promo code TII. Again, go to bowlandbranch.com, that's B-O-L-L, and branch.com to get $50 off your first set of sheets by using the promo code TII. Hey Rob, it's Jerry and Indy. Just want to let you know on my iPad third generation since updating to iOS 10, I've been having a really bad problem with the mail app where it crashes after deleting under six messages, four or five, six messages. When you hit delete, the mail app crashes to the uh, home screen, which is very annoying and irritating and has not been fun. Uh, But I'm happy to say that after updating to iOS 10.1, that problem appears to be mostly gone. It's crashed maybe a couple of times on me since the update over the past week or so, but it's very rare now, um, unlike before where it was was pretty bad. So I just want to let any listeners know that uh, if they're having this problem with an iPad third gen or probably other devices around that generation, uh, iOS 10.1 seems to fix that problem. The latest update did not cure a problem I've been having since updating to iOS 10, where um, occasionally when maybe one or two times out of 10, tapping on a web link from an email will launch the Safari app, but it won't actually launch the URL. It's just uh, basically on the Safari home screen. So you have to go back to the email, tap it again, and it'll go. Happens not horribly often, but it still does occur. Thanks a lot, and thanks for all you do. Jerry, thanks for the feedback. Into the email bag. Hey, Rob, I have iCloud backup storage, 50 gig for 99 cents a month. The storage on my iPad Pro and the 6 Plus, now that I have the new 7 Plus with over 250 gig, the next storage amount, that will give me enough space for the one terabytes, uh, will be $9.99 a month. Is there a better option? And can you explain the difference of iCloud Photo Library and iCloud Drive and iCloud Storage? And where does my phone's backup live? Regards, David. David, thank you for the question. And it's a good one. And the simple answer is to this question, iCloud storage, think of it as the top level. It is used for iCloud backup, iCloud drive, iCloud photo library, iCloud mail, and data from apps that use iCloud. Your iCloud backup is only used when you restore your device to it. Um, You cannot access the data in the backup in any other ways. iCloud drive, however, allows you to store and access all the things. Think of iCloud drive kind of like Dropbox. But again, iCloud storage is going to be the upper level. That's going to be where you have the biggest amount of storage, and then all the other pieces fall under iCloud storage. Per the level of iCloud storage you're going to need, that is going to go back to how much do you need for all those other items combined. So that's really going to be a personal choice, and then you just need to find the level that's going to be greater than what you're going to need for all the other iCloud services combined. Back to the email bag. Hi, Rob. I ordered the Fireflies from Kickstarter about two days before the podcast came out, where you talked about them. I got them about a week ago. I did notice the left earbud was cutting out. Firefly sent an email explaining that there was a problem in a small number of units specific to the left side. I have just received an email with the procedure to exchange the faulty ones for the new ones. I love using them except for the cutting out part. Thanks for the great show. Regards, Paul M. Hello, Rob. This is Steve in Virginia. I was just listening to episode 411 and heard about some people receiving their fireflies. I also got my fireflies, and uh, I was a little disappointed. When I first received them, you know, they were charged somewhat out of the package, so I could put them in right away and test them out. Um, my right ear phone makes a low pitch, actually a high pitch sound all the time. It's like a, a smile buzzing in the background, and I am running iOS 10.1. And uh, so other than that, you know, the sound quality was okay, but hearing that sound the entire time makes me a little bit worrisome that the second pair, I have two pair for one deal, 
And I was going to try the second pair to see if it had the same sound or not, but then I'm just thinking I should sell it because I'm not that pleased with it. And I probably knew this at the time, but there's definitely no microphone, so you can't use it for, you know, voice calls or anything like that, only for music or sound. That's all. Um, otherwise, you know, the comfort fits there, the comfort's there, they stick in the ears well, they don't fall out as far as that goes if you use the little hooks that kind of, you know, latch in your ears. But just very disappointed with the sound quality. All right, thank you. Bye. Gentlemen, thanks for both of your feedback on the Fireflies. Back to you, my bag. Hey, Rob, this looks interesting. An Apple Watch smart band with two cameras for HD video and photos, one facing towards you for selfies or video chat and an outward-facing one. Ready for pre-order, $149, ships in the spring of 2017. Regards, Eric Boyles. Well, thanks, Eric, for the heads up on the CMRA for Apple Watch, which, as he mentioned, you can pre-order now for $149. It offers two HD cameras, an outward-facing 8-megapixel camera, and a selfie camera of two megapixels, all-day battery life, which they claim will allow you to capture hundreds of photos or 30 minutes of video per charge. Their day is pretty short if you have to be moving. It comes with a dual charging dock to allow you to charge both it and your Apple Watch at the same time. It looks interesting, and it is not a crowdfunded project, but it is in a pre-order mode at their site. Go to get cmra.com g-e-t-c-m-r-a.com for more info and to pre-order hello rob it's ben from montreal canada i have a little issue with my iphone 5s since ios 10 has been released the problem i have is even though ask for uh, ask to join networks in the wi-fi is off i still have the request from my phone asking me if i want to join a network around me when i am on a phone call only so if my phone is not on a phone call it's fine but as soon as i call someone or someone calls me and all around me there's networks then i see this popping up on my screen uh, like those 12 11 10 networks around me even though it's ticked off so do you have the same problem with your phones please let me know all right thank you goodbye ben thanks for the voicemail message i have not had that issue if anyone else has had that issue let us know give us a call 206-666-6364 that's 206 moondog or shoot an email to today ios at gmail.com into the email bag we go hey rob i'm curious if you or your listeners can help me I recently had an upgrade to my work laptop, a Lenovo T460, and now anytime I email myself a file to my iPhone or iPad, it comes as a winmail.dat file that is useless. Even PDFs come like this. Never had this happen before and don't know how to fix it. Thank you, Laura B. Salina, Texas. And again, give us a call or shoot us an email if you can help out Laura there down in Texas. Back to the email bag. Hey, Rob, good morning. Have you received any reports of iPhones going to shutdown screen without holding down the power button or when pressing the home button, the phone takes a screenshot or when you're doing something on the phone, it will just turn off? I have updated to 10.1.1 and done a full restore and the problem still persists. My local Verizon store said I had a dust in the power button and blew it out and this doesn't Resolved that my issue, it's really frustrating, regards Derek. Well, Derek, everything you're describing sounds like a faulty, flaky uh, power button. How old is your iPhone? And to answer your question, no, have not heard of this one from others. Sounds very specific to your unit and the power button, the wake um, power button. 
And then uh, Derek, and I sent him that email, and then Derek reported back that, quote, replacement refurbished iPhone is on the way free of charge. A Verizon dude didn't have a clue why my phone is acting this way, um, but it is, unquote. So all turned out well there, Derek getting a new phone. But yeah, it sounds like a flaky home button or power button. And this would have been a case where you definitely didn't want the SOS emergency turned on because that flaky button which is what it sounds like. That could have been quick five little like taps. It would have seemed like that and might have called the emergency. So you have to be careful if, if your uh, iPhone has a flaky wake power button. Hey, Rob, this is Gil from Boston calling. I have a question for you. I recently got a, a new um, iPad Pro, and I have on my iPhone a whole list, probably about 70 or 80, of keyboard autocorrects. In other words, if you type in just a a short two- or three-letter phrase, it will, like T-Y, it will autocorrect to thank you, which makes typing a lot faster. I'm trying to figure out if there's any way I can export that entire file from my iPhone and then import it into my iPad so that I don't have to re-enter all 70 or 80 of those manually. If you or any of your listeners knows of any way to do that, I would be greatly appreciative. Thanks. Keep up all the good work you do. See you soon. Bye. Hi, Gil. This is a yes and a no. Yes, there's a way to do it, but no, you can't just copy and paste it to a new device. What you can do is iCloud Backup and iCloud Sync and Settings, and it will sync between devices, assuming you're using the same uh, Apple ID for both devices. So as long as they have the same Apple ID enabled and you do iCloud Sync for Settings, it should transfer over. At least it did for my device. My uh, iPad Pro has LLAP turning into, you know, the symbol for LLAP. If you don't know what that is, don't worry, you know, live long and prosper. But it basically shows the Vulcan um, peace symbol. Um, I didn't set it up on my iPad Pro, um, but I did set up my iPad Pro from the same iCloud account, and it did come over. So that should work. But no, you can't just copy it as a, a file and then import it over. So make sure your iPad Pro is set up to the same iCloud account, and then it should sync over. Hey, Rob. Ask Siri if she is self-aware. Regards, Paul M. Siri, are you self-aware? Let me check. Nope. Are you self-aware? I am if you are. Are you self-aware? Are you? Are you self-aware? Am I? Siri, are you self-aware? Not that I'm aware of. Siri, are you self-aware? Well, I'm soft-aware. Siri, are you self-aware? Well, I do journal every day. Siri, are you self-aware? If I'm not, then why does everyone keep asking me what I think about everything? Thanks again to Bolin Branch for sponsoring this episode. Folks, go right now to boltonbranch.com and use promo code TII to get $50 off the nicest sheets and cotton products you have ever owned with free shipping to boot. Before we go today, I want to remind you to send in your feedback to the show, 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOONDOG. Or record your feedback and email to the show at today in iOS at gmail.com. The feedback can be a question or comment for something someone said on this episode, or it can be a question or rant you have about something else. 
an app, a product review, good or bad, as long as it is iOS related, it is welcomed. I'm always looking for new artwork to feature on the show. Uh, you have created on iOS device, just put some TII branding on it and send it in. And of course, we're always looking for more music created on iOS device to play on this show. It's your show and your feedback is greatly desired. Don't forget to check out our moderated Google Plus community by going to todayinios.com slash community. Thanks again to Texture for sponsoring this episode. Folks, go right now to texture.com slash TII to get your free trial and access to well over 150 of the best and most popular magazines. Finally, check out the newly updated TII app, which is free to you. We now have the Apple Watch app included in that. Search for TII in the iTunes App Store. It is the best way to consume the show and to get push notifications each time a new episode of TII is released. It is fully voiceover friendly, of course, Please go right now and download the TI app. And per this episode, folks, that's almost going to do it for us. I say almost. There's a couple little email feedback, like one where it was cut off. So if you're wondering why yours didn't show up on this episode, that might be yours. Plus some others that didn't make it on this episode. So sorry, they'll hope to try to get on the next one. So please stick around for that. And uh, that's going to be it for this episode. Until the next time, I'm your host, Rob, reminding you to phone different. This show is hosted on Libsyn.com and part of the Wizard Media Network. If you are looking for hosting, go to Libsyn.com, that's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com, for hosting for your podcast and for creation of your own smartphone app. The Today in iOS podcast can also be found on the free Stitcher radio app. Just search for T-I-I. My name is Adam from Chicago, and I was just listening to episode 411, and I thought I'd call in and share with you some of the things that I've used uh, uh, peripherally. My name is Pat. My phone number is 922. I have an iPad 3, and I would like some information on how to install the iOS 10.1 on my machine. I'd like a call back, please. Right now, it's 8-11 West Coast time. And again, it's 9-2-2. Thank you. Bye.